Hello, and welcome to the Arc of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. And we're back after just a little bit of a delay. A little, little hiatus. Yeah. We're, we're going to do an Oscar wrap-up. Oh, yeah, we are. Uh, it's on the docket, as are a few other things we teased last episode. You're, you're going to give us what we settle on, top 10? Top 10. I put 15, of, but we can do 10. Of the decade. And I'll, I'll run through uh, my top 20 as a refresher for people, but that'll be very brief. Very brief. Yeah. We talk about The Outsider. Yeah. Can to do that? Yeah. Uh, episode six and seven. Uh, hopefully people have been watching along as far as we know. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, we'll tease some uh, some TV arc stuff. And then maybe in the midst of this, we come up with something to do for music. Because we really, since we've been kicking it on the new feed, the new format, we've, we've been lacking on the musical front. So I feel like we were lacking on the musical front before we got here, too. Yes. Uh but that's part of why I rebranded the Music Arc feed because oddly, that's where most of our followers were because of a little show called When the Sun Sets East, which say, we still owe people two episodes of. When you make the quintessential why podcast, which leads you on a crazy ride of a personal interview and then getting to meet Yoni Wolf, you, you just, what do you, you got to take a break. You can't, who's going to follow that? You got to, you know, you don't want to burn out. No, you, you don't. gotta fade away. Right? Yeah, it's it's better. And then you gotta make the comeback. Well, isn't it better to burn out than fade away? I don't know if we ever settled that one. I don't know. I think it's still an age-old question. Okay, Oscars, are we Ooh. doing it? Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's, we're we're way. Can late. we just get on with the windbag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on time with old Donnie's thoughts on uh, on the best picture winner, and I think you've actually seen it in the interim. Oh, so yeah. maybe we can talk about that a little more in depth. But uh, we need to figure out who won because I don't, I don't remember what I put down because I made a second ballot the night of mm-hmm. uh, for my friend group, which was a little different than what we had on the books. So I actually don't know how I did in our individual battle. All right. Let's so roll. You, you got you got the doc I got saved? It yeah. You ready to tally it up? Let's, let's do some tallying. Okay. Here we are. Oh, my God. I had it loaded. And now the app is failing me. This is, this is bad. I feel like as, as stuff was coming out, I was like, oh, damn, Noah got this, Noah got that. And then, of course, with your prediction coming true or what you wanted to happen coming true, I was like, well, I've lost. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I lost this one, but we'll see. I think I lost last year, too. Well, list of winners. Here we go. Go. Okay. Starting from the bottom. This might be list. I don't know what order they did it in. Doesn't matter. I'll find it. I okay. Got it. International feature. We both, had, we both had Parasite. Okay. That's, that's one each. Uh-huh. Live action short film. Went to the neighbor's window. I know you won this one because yep. I gave you shit about liking neighbors instead of brothers. Because mm-hmm. I went with brotherhood. Yep. Okay, so that's one, one more for you. Animated short film. Hair Love. I think you called that. I did. Did I? No, you had memorable. Yep. Okay, not looking good so far. Best animated feature. Toy Story 4. We had I had Klaus and you had I lost my body because we didn't think it would go to Toy Story because it's you know it's happened. It's the fourth time. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, documentary short subject. I know I nailed this. Learning, Learning to, to skateboard. skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl. Yep. You did not. Correct. I had life overtakes me. Okay. Documentary feature. American Factory. I had Honeyland, so that's a point for you. Okay. Nailed it. We are now even. Uh, achievement in visual effects. 1917. We both had 1917. Nailed it. Uh, achievement and sound editing, Ford versus Ferrari. 
What is that? What you had? I believe I. You are telling me what yes, I had. Yes, sorry. That's okay, trying to fuck with the... you. I had 1917. That's okay. another one to you. All right. Achievement and sound mixing. 1917. You had 1917. I had Ad Astra. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Motion picture written for a song. I said mm-hmm. Elton John. I think you went with the same. Or did you? I'm fuck gonna up? love me again. Yeah. Yeah. We both got that. I'm, I'm, we both yeah, had that. This is a wild level of trust. Yeah. No. No. Look. Look. But you're not fucking with me. Okay. Mine are in the fir- look. Mine are in the first. Okay. You're you're okay. coming after because it's my okay. my phone. Uh, original score. Joker. We both had Joker. Hilder. Okay. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Bombshell. I had Joker. You had Bombshell. Nailed it. I knew it. Achievement in costume design. Little Women. I think we both fucked this up, or maybe you got it right. We both had Hollywood. Okay. Uh, production design. Hollywood got it. Yep. We both nailed it. I think. We did. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's time to. I think it's time to crack a beer. Oh, you got to do it right next to the mic, man. <clears throat> okay. Achievement in film editing. Ford versus Ferrari. I messed this up. We I both had the Irishman. Yeah. Uh, cinematography. Nineteen seventeen. We both no had that surprise there. Adapted screenplay went to JoJo. We had, I had Joker, you had actually had Little Women. Yeah, I was hoping they would show some love to Greta, but it didn't yeah. happen. Uh, but on my ballot that night, I put Taika in because he won, like, the night before, uh, or the week before in the BAFTAs, I forget. When did they do the Something sag? that kind of clinched it. That was way earlier. Okay. Yeah. I always miss that, and that's okay. my favorite one to Original watch. screenplay. Yeah. Parasite. Hollywood. Parasite's what won. We yeah, both, we both Hollywood, Hollywood though, because yeah. I was trying to do the safe bet. So glad I was wrong. So mm. glad. Uh, achievement in directing, Bong Joon Ho. I had Tarantino. Did I have Bong down? You I'm did. pretty sure I did. You definitely did. Hell, Look at that. Yeah. Uh, acting categories. I think we cleaned up. Except no, I probably did some th- something stupid. Okay, Dern for supporting actress. You got Dern. I had uh, Florence. Yep. Pitt. Hollywood, yep, both nailed it. Actress, I think I didn't go with Renee, did I? Who she what, for, for, for what Judy? Movie? Judy, yeah, we both had Little Women. Oh yeah, because I was hoping for an upset, even though she had won every precursor. That was a stupid pick, but we both messed it up. So good job, uh, Phoenix, of course, for Best Actor. Uh, did you watch the broadcast? By the way, no, I did not. The one-two punch of those speeches was kind of incredible to behold. Wait, what? What happened? Just, I mean, just Joaquin doing his normal thing. Mm-hmm. Totally normal Joaquin thing. And then Renee Zellweger just give it like, it, it was like she was on another planet, dude. It was fascinating. <laughs> she thanked like, oh God, Bob Dylan. And so, there was just a random string of people. Neil Armstrong, I think. That bit the first sh- responders on 9-11. Like it was real, real scattershot. And then a lot of agents and stuff. And, uh, dude, it went on for so long. It felt like a black hole. Like, if you kept looking at it, you it would just go on forever. Wow. It was crazy. Uh, anyways, you didn't... I'm sure you heard Trump's comments on, on Joaquin's speech as well. No, I didn't. I didn't. He's a wise guy. He's a, He's a wise guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. He's a wise guy. So he got up there and he, he made a wise guy speech. Uh, and then the, the, su- the surprise of all surprises... Best that, picture. That rounded you out to an even... Did, in fact, go to 
parasite miracles do happen, folks. I lost by five. 15, you lost by five. Fifteen. That wasn't 10. even close. Nope. Wasn't even close. I re- okay. So you saw nineteen seventeen in the theater the day of the of the broadcast. Texted me, mm-hmm. dude. Hands down, best picture. It's, it's I, I agree. It. Yeah. That's no, so, I didn't. I didn't think she so, was winning it. I was so like, so is that? But is that won- your number one? Retroactively yeah, no. of last year. Um, yeah, I mean. Okay, and j- then and then what? Like a week later, you you saw a little movie three, called Parasite. Three days you? later, like after it won, like that Tuesday, I texted you when I when I got done watching it. Yeah, but we didn't discuss it all. You yeah, just I know. told me you had seen it. So yeah, what'd you think? I mean, <sighs> as a commentary. For that society, it's very interesting how it relates to the rest of the world as class in general. Mm-hmm. The idea that they both are latching on and parasites of each other. The rich need the poor for the for the labor, and the the laborers, the the poor need the rich for the money. And it's just interesting. Like as I'm watching it, I'm looking at all the different examples of like, oh yeah, they're running down a hill and like they're coming down this side of whatever to get to their flooded apartment and you know, all the different things that go on and like the obviously upstairs, downstairs of it all. Visually is amazing. You know, you if you haven't seen it, you lose track of the fact you're reading after about maybe five minutes, which you do with most of his movies, if I'm not mistaken, because everyone I've seen of his, I'm like... Which which you do with most foreign films. You some, just gotta... Uh, like, yeah, but some people, sometimes, depending on what the subject matter is, you I can get taken out of it, and like, and it's not so much for me, because it depends on like, what I'm watching, what's going on, but with how it's shot, how it's done, I was right there, because i give you an example. Um, this is probably going to sound stupid, when when they when they moved narcos to Mexico and they started doing all that, it was just too much, and it, the Spanish was too much. But I, I quit watching, you know. I just taken out of it really easily. Okay, you know. Again, that's a show and it's not a movie, and it also has it goes back and forth from English. I okay, but yeah, I will agree with you though specifically that I think the Korean dialect and acting style yes is incredibly approachable mm-hmm. for Western audience. Exactly. And yeah. that's why I'm glad to see that like a lot of people all of a sudden are like, who's this dude? Oh, like most of his movies are on Netflix. I can go watch them right now. Did you see And the... so it's not just been an explosion of like everybody finally watching Parasite, but also like discovering his entire ba- and then it's like, oh I like this vibe in general. What other South Korean movies can I watch? Or just international features in general. So I think you've already seen like a huge impact in the fact that it actually pulled it off and i'm just happy again because in a year where like the acting categories were locked up no surprises there at all Mm -hmm. like when it when it won original screenplay mind blown Mm -hmm. he gets director i'm like "It, it might actually happen like what i mean we expected international feature that was a given but it was like can it go beyond that and then as soon as he got director, I was like, dude, I really think it's going to happen. And every, you got to, you need to at least watch the montage of his speeches mm-hmm. across the first three awards. Cause he wins for screenplay. He wins for international feature and he wins for director. And so does he's it, just like, he's it, so ready to like not be up there oh anymore. Man, would, and it's adorable. And he has his translator and it's just, it's perfect, dude. It's exactly the kind of like Oscar see, moments in my head, want. in my head, it's like the first one. He's like, he's kind of like 
overwhelmed and he's all like whatever the second one he's like oh okay thanks the third one he's like could this happen and the fourth one he just comes just dick on the table he like, does it here that's it what's great yeah. is when it won for best picture he didn't speak he just like let the producers talk and was like no you guys take this one did like, you seriously speaking of that did you see this bit there's an interview with him where he was talking about like, having to deal with like fucking harvey weinstein and he talked about yes, I saw that story yeah, like yeah. circulated again. And did you see Snowpiercer. the did you see yeah. the bit about uh, people searching it wrong and like finding this parasite anime spelled with a Y and people are like, what the fuck is this? Oh, this God. one best picture. No, I did not. Yeah, like people <laughs> were like incredible. as soon as it won, people like went looking for it online to find it, but they they were somehow they were typing it with a Y. I guess they thought okay. you know overall, but they wound so, up catching this anime, which was hilarious. Right now, I'm looking around. What I hope you you know you didn't say anything, but I cleaned up the studio. No, yeah, it looks great. Some, we'll put some stuff up. Yeah, I anointed another director Who's, to the wall next to Carpenter. Is that Mister? It's Mister Hayao Miyazaki. I hope you're okay with that. Yeah, no, that's cool. But it was just occurring to me. I was like, you know, if we want, if we wanted to, we could keep an aesthetic of like white-haired directors. Mm-hmm. But I would be willing to make an exception because. Because Bong's got some cool hair, we we could definitely get a Bong portrait up on the wall. I think we next to him we got to put next to Johnny C. We got to put Robert. Yeah, and then we got to put the man himself. We got to put him here, and then we just like we split from there. We just get portraits of like each director. We definitely, can, and we not should... that not that we need to cover Miyazaki because like it's it's been done beautifully. Oh yeah. Um. But he just he belongs on the wall for mainly for inspiration's sake. Just look at that. It's oh. a gorgeous poster. We gotta take some pictures. Mind blown, dude. Here. That's what we call the next series we do on the record. Put it on the wall. What's that? The oh, wall. Put, put it on the put wall. It on the wall. And it's us arguing should the guy go up on the wall or not. Yeah. You know? Okay, so I won by five points. Yes, you did. I think I just have bragging rights. I don't I don't think we ever established anything important here. No, I don't know. We didn't I just make I any do have, terms. Um some digital codes to give away one of them is parasite oh so maybe we can think of like a, a trivia question of some sort maybe based on this episode and uh it'll probably be centered around your decade list i'll use that as the bait because people have to listen to at least like midway and uh yeah, yeah we'll do something like that if you can so name stay like tuned. five uh, here's five what i've pictures. got here's what i got i got i got a parasite digital code uh-huh. i also have a john wick three oh parabellum code i also have dr sleep what i got digital codes for all three wow if you're interested i think i might even have once upon a time in hollywood in there as well Hmm. so i think we have four to give away wow so what we'll figure something out we always say we're going to do that and then we never follow up you bought all these with the let's set it up here and then what's that you bought all these with the patreon money right this was out of my own sweet pocket no okay the patreon money goes right back to the site Oh, okay. Well, I figured it was, you know. We got to get get new mic stands in here. Yeah. Yeah. I figured, you know, the patrons, you tell the patrons thanks because, you know, hey, you bought, forgive, I mean, you know, maybe by two. Right now you're keeping the lights on with, yes. But, you know, if if you're listening and you're not a subscriber and you want to support dollar a month. Yeah. Gets you access to ad-free archives. Uh, and then which tier, are the same as the ad-free episodes we have now two, you just can't listen to them anymore yeah we got Carpenter revisited up on there if you like John Carpenter we were just talking about him yeah yeah there he is anyways we should take some shots of the new new studio yeah I like it I dig it we do it as soon as we get done sure yeah okay 
Oscars dealt with. Done. Okay. We solved it. Put it in the bag. It's yeah. I feel like the conversation has finally died down. Even though I'm I'm glad to see like new news stories about Parasite pretty much every day. My Google news feed, which is awesome. Yeah. Still supposedly getting an HBO series out of it, produced by Adam McKay. Hmm. Could be good, could be bad. I don't I don't know. I'm very curious. We'll see what happens. More than anything, I'm I'm just so happy I won, man. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Part of me was like, so, is he really excited even, for the movie, or is this because he knows he's going to beat me in this little I contest? I mean, I was genuinely excited. I figured the you movie. were. It was my favorite movie of last year. And again, I think an incredible movie year, but that, for me was just head and shoulders above everything I saw. Yeah. I saw some great movies last year. Me too. Uh, yeah. Soon you'll be able to see Uncut Gems, and then we'll... That'll be our final kind of, like, oh, big yeah. catch-up movie from last that, year that, that you haven't that seen. That thing you I sent me like. of Sandler accepting that award. Was that the SAG Awards, or was that someone that, something else? That was the Indie Spirit Award. Oh, okay. Speech, yeah. which is incredible. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we need an interlude this early, or do you want to just dive right in? Let's into do your just do a little books? musical interlude, just because we haven't really done a lot of music stuff. Okay, and I'm gonna let I'll you know, you. man. I've been on a crazy kick lately. Okay, we are going into your list, so I'll let you. You can you can set this one up. What have you been listening to, dude? I have been listening to a ton of 808 stuff. Okay, I watched this documentary called The 808, and it literally is all about the TR 808 that came out. In the late 70s, that like changed music. And I swear to God, every song I've listened to since, I'm picking up like that's, that's, I can, it's from that machine. It's from mm-hmm. that fucking machine. It was crazy. It's a great documentary. Okay. If you love music like I do, which I know you do, you where, definitely need to check it. it it's on Prime, dude. It's free. Okay. It's an Australian guy narrating it, but they get the Beasties, they get Africa Bombata, they get Rick Rubin. Um, Phil Collins, because they talk, they talk about how Phil Collins was using it. They make because well, Phil Collins makes this thing about like you know, drummer. You could tell him sit here and go tap tap tap, but then he gets bored, and you know, like we don't as a drummer, you, you want to play something else because you feel like you can want to show him you can do more. But with the machine, you can have that tap, and it's just there, and it's you know, even if I'm gonna take it out later, I keep that tap going when as I'm composing. And I'm like, holy shit, and it's crazy because they actually do at the very end. They go back and they talk to the man who actually crafted and made this machine for Roland. And he talks about how, like, he would take dead transistors, because they made transistors, Roland did, and the defective ones that wouldn't work, he would use those to put in the machine, because when you put power to them, they make that mm sound that, like, people loved on the machine. Well, they got so good at making transistors that they quit being defective, so he quit being able to make them, and... Technically, the machine was kind of like it was produced. They only made twelve thousand original ones, and then they quit making them because they thought, "No, these don't sound good." They kind of starting to sound like they're defective. We don't like them, and it's ironic that like the sounds they made, the company thought, "Well, these aren't popular," so they just Mm -hmm. quit making it. And it literally like it. If you listen, if you watch it, you will see just how that one piece of that one instrument kind of change the landscape of music not just like hip-hop not electronic but music as you know it and i just think that's really dope okay you should check it out well what song featuring an 808 drum beat do you want to play right now i want you to play gosh by jamie xx you're not gonna like it but i'm you're gonna love it i mean you're not gonna like it but you're gonna love it just i'll play you the bit i want you to play off mic
say I'm not gonna like it? Do you not like it? I said, why did you say I'm not? Do you love it? I said, I, I do like it. Okay. Like, why did you think I wasn't? Oh, that was well, the whole joke was you weren't gonna like it, you were gonna love it, because I know how you are about oh, electronic okay. stuff. Gotcha. I, I can dig it. But like literally, I, if you you have Spotify, I don't know if you have it on this, but like Planet Rock, let the music play, set it off, it's yours. All these things, you're, Paul Revere, I did not know that that is basically them. Ad Rock decided, well, we're just going to, what we recorded, we're going to turn the tape back, play the tape backwards because they were on some like, oh, hey, Hendrix and Page, Jimmy Page used to play stuff backwards. Let's just do that. So what you hear on Paul Revere, that that's all just an 808 machine, what they recorded, played backwards with them rapping over with it. And the story mm-hmm. goes that as they're doing that, run from Run DMC, like busting the studio. It's like, yo, that is it. That is the, do, do that. Use that shit. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's crazy. Just more than anything, they get a lot of good, like talking heads, just sitting down talking with people. I think that's the best part of it. But learning like the origin of it. And he, the guy breaks it down into like these tiny little subsets. Like the guys from, um, was it Underworld or Faith? Faith? Was it the, they're on the beach soundtrack. A lot of Underworld your, is, that's, yeah. Band? Faithless was the song. No, Woozy. From Faithless was the name of the band. I don't know. Anyway, um, but they he delves off into like, oh, this was going on in New York. But then when you get to the mid late eighties, early nineties, you get that Miami bass sound. All as a response from that. Moving into Chicago with the club sounds, and then how it you know is going over in Europe and all these different places. I think you really enjoy it. It's on okay. Prime for free. I would love you to should watch, watch it. it. Okay, watch it and tell me what you think. Sold. All right. Jesus. All right. So, without further ado, at, you know, hopefully people listen to myself and Mr. Sunshine Mayfield go through our own personal top 20 mm-hmm. of the previous decade. Gavin's a little late to the game. Mm-hmm. He's given us his top 10. Fire at will, brother. Um, we'll stop where we may, and like I said, I'll save all of mine, because I would assume in true Gavin fashion... I know your aversion to listening to podcasts that you are not on. Uh, so I assume you haven't heard my top 20. I have, but I don't remember them. Unless, do you, here's the thing I want to ask you. Do you list them in the show notes? And I only ask because mom asked me about the, the Oscars. Like, did you guys write down what they were for the show notes? Because I want to go see what y'all picked. And I was like, um, no, we didn't, but I'll send you my note. <laughs> like, here you go. This is what we have. Here's had my you. chicken scratch. Yeah. Well, no, um, I mean, I was going to send her what I, screen cap, cap of what I've written down. So okay. if you did, you didn't put the, your top no, 20. Yeah. See, no. that's why I don't know it. I mean, I listened to it. I may remember a few. We want but, people to listen. Exactly. But sometimes people need a list. Some people need to read. Yeah. I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can do that this time. Okay, great. If and you want me to. So lay it on me, dude. What's your number ten? My number ten of la- of the last decade was um, killing them softly. Okay, all right. Honorable mention for me. Yeah, it was definitely in consideration. I didn't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, solid pick. We've we've talked about it before. We saw this with mom. Oh yeah, interesting experience. Mm-hmm. She didn't really know. She literally knew nothing about the movie before we walked into it. She was like, "Wait, what are we going to go see?" Uh, yeah. It's, I would say venture to say underrated Brad Pitt performance. Definitely. At this point. First, first knowledge I have of Ben Men, uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Well, yeah, early Scoot Me. as well. Yeah, and Scoot, my my man Scoot, ended if I'm not mistaken, the last Gandolfini performance 
Or is there one other after that that he was filming or? I believe Enough Said is technically okay. the, the final, the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which is actually a really good movie. Oh, yeah, There that's might right. have been one more after that, like a brief cameo in something. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, that's towards the end. And then Richard Jenkins killing it. Oh, yeah. Ray Liotta killing it. Oh, fucking Ray Liotta. Uh, yeah, great movie all around. I think Andrew Dominic, of course, he did some episodes of Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he has another feature coming out this year, hopefully. Or soon. If I'm not mistaken, he's making a Marilyn Monroe movie. Hmm. I may have this twisted in my brain. I'm pretty sure that's his next project. So, yeah, okay. Off to a good start. Mm -hmm. Number nine. A Million Ways to Die in the West. All right. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't watched it. Can't comment further. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, like, again, I've said, said it last time. If you like Blazing Saddles, you'll love this. It's like the perfect homage to Mel Brooks comedies. But also being its own independent deal. I should check it out. You should. We're always looking for a good comedy. I really hope that he does something, another movie soon, because he did Ted. And I love that he followed up Ted, like the, oh, the, the, the Talking Bear movie, with this, like, it, this feels like he wanted to make this, so he had to make something else to be able to make this thing. And then he went right back to Ted 2, and I don't think right. he's done a movie since. He said that show that's been on um, Fox. That the, you don't watch. The Orville. I, I'm aware. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, what's the the family guy one he's had for a while? Something um, like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully he'll come out. Hopefully this year or next year we'll get something like crazy off the wall from him. I wouldn't hate Ted 3 with Mackie Mac. So, that's my number nine. All right. My number eight, I cheated like you do. My number eight is the <laughs> entire John Wick series. I, I'll allow it. Yeah. R- court adjourned. <laughs> court adjourned. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Bang no, the gavel I, on that I will one. allow it. Uh, we talked last episode about Parabellum. Can't wait for chapter four. I mean, one of one of the great treats of the decade. Absolutely. Okay, my one num- of the great again. Just it's like they almost, made it for you know, us. You don't want to call it a comeback, but you know, a comeback for our boy. Oh my god! In, in a lot of ways. Did so. you? My bad. I have a question. Did you watch the new Shaft that came out this year? I have not. It's it's yet. streaming now. I watched that shit last night, and there was something, and she said, he's, they're talking to one of the chicken, and the woman is from the deck, she was the cop of the Dexter show, and she said something about this Morpheus-looking motherfucker, and he shoots, like, her computer's like, I'm tired of people comparing me to Lawrence Fishburne. It's looking like shit's getting old. I'm like, what? But the comedy was, like, perfect there, and the way they wove that into, like, the one that had come, like, ten years ago, great job. Okay. I recommend it. No, I'm, I'm... I'm going to get to it. I okay. wanted to see it in theaters. It me just, too. It slipped past me. And I don't know what happened, dude. I don't know if it was like a hit. It didn't do well. I figured it probably came out in a bad time. Came and went. Yeah. Uh, your number seven? My number seven is Baby Driver. All right. Okay, dude. It's a solid pull so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, I Great movie. Haven't rewatched it in a yeah. little while. Don't know how it plays. Kind of wish somebody else was in that role now, but whatever. Yeah. It's still, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's, it does it for the music again, making the whole thing to music. If I've never seen it done before, I think it's perfect. I can't, you know. Another one of those where I'm like, I look forward to the film school kid or the, the kid who was like 12 or 13 when he saw that and was like, that's what I want to do. Yes. And is going to make his baby driver like mm-hmm. in about five or six years. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't think we've seen the actual like, I don't think we've seen the Edgar Wright influence 
really expand no. beyond just him at this point. Yeah. So I, I look forward to his, you know, offspring. His influences. His progeny. Progeny. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I look forward to the people that are influenced by him. Go ahead. The right with hits. Your number we'll call six. them the right hits. Sure. Um, my number six. Um, probably gonna throw you for a loop here. My number six is Spring Breakers. I'm still, dude. I'm I'm just saying, Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, who always has you know always has issue with most of your list. Oh God, it's just like, I, this is unimpeachable so far. Okay, All great, right. great, great, great selection. Hanging in there. I'm All loving right. it. I'm loving it. Okay, I love that movie. Did you see the Beach Bum? No, I need to. I need to see that in the Gentleman. Let me know what you think. Um, I was so excited because Spring Breakers was like a, a revelation for me in mm-hmm. the theater. Um, and one of those movies that didn't fully click for me until afterwards, talking with my buddy, uh, shout out to Jacob McKnight, if you're listening. Saw that with you in a theater in Columbia years ago. It was like the last night it was playing. Mm-hmm. I had heard a bunch of stuff about it. And yeah, I'd seen, I'd seen Gummo. I'd seen one other Harmony Korine movie. And so I still didn't quite know like what to expect given the trailer and everything. But yeah, it clicked for me afterwards because I was like, that was kind of exhausting and kind of a nightmare and not that fun. And I was like, I think that was kind of the point. Like I was kind what? of like sick of the movie by what? the time it was over. What movie are you talking about? Spring Break. Oh yeah, no, this is the, per- <laughs> I'll tell anybody, if you've never been to Florida, just watch it because watching the movie and going through it is like going to Florida <laughs> and coming home. Because there's an infinite sense of like, oh shit, like we're in Florida now, we're in trouble. How do we get out of here? Uh-huh. And I'll admit to you, I didn't catch this until after I came back from Florida the first time, spending a week down there, and I was like, I gotta fucking find my fix. So of course, I I told you I ran through Cocaine Cowboys, and I was like, fuck Spring Breakers. I have this on Blu-ray, but I've never seen it. Let's go watch it. And I was just like, fuck yeah, so man. This takes your Florida slot over, say. Magic Mike. Listen, I didn't over think. say Moonlight. Listen, <laughs> we haven't heard the rest of the list. No, Excuse I me. will tell you. Listen, <laughs> I would put Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL up against any other Florida movie, and Moonlight. I put those three up against any other one, but something about Spring Breakers. It's just it's it's the side of Florida like Moonlight. It's the side of Florida you don't see. It's the white rappers. I, I love cocaine, the new setup. I'm sorry. Cocaine mansions. It's was it Gucci Man? Is that Gucci? Gucci's in there, right? I, yes. yes. He plays. Yeah. It's just it's fucking bad shit crazy. That's the thing. Magic Mike. I could. I, w- I would want to be Mike Lane. All right. Moonlight. Tragic Tale. Yeah, I don't want to be anywhere in the story of Spring Breakers. I don't. Even no, be you. That's near the, it. that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, Spring Breakers is every story you've ever read that, about I, Florida. I know, man. haven't gotten to it yet, but it's that uncut gems vibe of like, I don't want to be anywhere near this person in real life, but I love like watching I love sitting them. with them exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, that's the beauty of it. Yes. Okay. And again, Moonlight, great, amazing, another great Oscar moment with Moonlight. Reading the wrong one and them coming up, being like, boom, yeah. still great. Every I've watched it three times since I saw it the first time. Amazing. That's a pointed tale. It's great. Magic Mike, again, I would love to be Mike Lane. Spring Breakers, fuck no. 
Yeah. I love it, but I'm now, if I find myself in that situation right. one time I'm down there, you'll, I, I will never go back. I'm done. Solid number six. Yeah. All right. Shit. Top five. All right. Number five. He is shaking, ladies and gentlemen. My number five is the Halloween remake from two years ago. I personal pick. I totally understand it. Mm-hmm. But we're still on solid ground okay. as far as All I'm right. concerned. All right. So we got we got a lot to talk about come October oh this God, year. Oh God, I cannot wait. We got a new one. Yes. Yep. Um, number four. Call me crazy. It's pretty new. 1917. It's probably for what it is. It's more not so much the story. But what it was to make and to achieve the effect. I've been waiting for something like this for years. I remember watching 50s Russian and Chinese film where they literally only cut. They're not doing anything. They're just trying to travel and show you things for as long as they can. They only cut because film stock had to be reloaded. Those are right. the only cuts. I think that the the limit was like the small. They had the a Russian film or maybe a Chinese film has the world record for least amount of cuts. And it literally it's only because of the camera. The idea that you can take this and you do not leave the two of them and you see everything and there's like moments of like pure adrenaline and fear and then joy and hope and it's all like all that from a technical standpoint to be able to get what you got. I I just I had I couldn't it's still the one I think about the most just knowing what was done for it. Here's where I'm at on it Uh at this point. Incredible theatrical experience. Totally with it, visceral, etc. As I've, like, you know, the further I get away from it, story is, as you mentioned right there, a little underwhelming, mm-hmm. very tropey for the most part. And I do worry that it's going to be one of those that's just diminishing returns every time you go back to it after the theatrical experience. I don't see it playing nearly as strong on a home viewing. Depends on your I home viewing like setup. <clears throat> for sure. But I feel like you'll nitpick the plot elements more. The The seams will show a little bit more. I don't know that it's going to age beyond what was, again, I agree, an incredible theatrical experience. I do think it was one of like the 20 best movies made last year. It would not have cracked my top ten, um, but I thought it was an incredible, like, technical achievement, and it did get me there emotionally a couple times. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know that it's something I necessarily want to return to, like, over and over again, because it's not, not as many moments of levity as even something like Saving Private Ryan, for instance, which is a very bleak movie that has a lot of laughs in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no like, there's really none of that to latch on to and outside of it being like a real visceral experience i i don't you know i don't know that it has a lot of character or depth to it now i i'm not saying that that has to be a detraction from yeah at the same time it's not necessarily its goal but um yeah i'm interested to see how it's going to age like when it inevitably pops up on hbo like i'm going to watch the movie again Mm -hmm. but i just i can tell you i feel like it's going to be what I usually refer to as like the 300 syndrome. That's a movie that was an incredible theatrical experience with a well, packed theater you... and a room full of people. And the second I got it home, it was like 
you know, it was like it was playing on 25% or something. Do you, well, do you think that if anything, this will open the door from, because like, okay, when Hardcore Henry came out, I thought we were going to get a ton more movies where it was first person and Mm -hmm. they are cutting, but it's a first person perspective. And of course, like the weekend video for uh, uh, False Alarm was the same crew, I think. And that kind of just fell. It's like maybe like a cheap trick trope thing. And we didn't get a lot more of that. We still do have like great first person stuff, but it's not a whole film devoted to it, which I thought Hardcore Henry was amazing. But again, it's it's totally batshit insane. That's what it has going for it. Do you think people will see this and there'll be somebody's like, wait a minute, they, yeah, I can totally, wait a minute, I don't have to do, I can cut. I just got to hide my cuts and I, I got to just keep my camera there. Hell yeah, I can do that. Do you think there will be a response to this in the form of more people trying to recreate and achieve it? Much like 300, where everything that seemed to come out right after 300 had to have that slow-mo fighting style, stylized look, all that. Do you think that's going to happen? Or do you think this is just like a one-off deal? I think given like the budget you need to pull off something like that, I think the the types of stories you can tell mm-hmm. with that is maybe a little limited. I I don't I don't know that this is gonna like I mean people have been kind of trying the one take movie for a while and to my knowledge there's only one that's really like truly pulled it off without faking cuts and stuff and mm-hmm. stitching things together which is Victoria. Um, which I've talked about briefly on another episode somewhere. But um, so it's been something that's kind of been around. This is the most like high profile version of it since Birdman, basically. And I think it definitely expanded people's maybe thoughts on like what is achievable in terms of like action storytelling. Yeah. So I think if anything, like I think we're going to get another type of experience like that in the action genre. But I also would be very interested to see what like you know a tiny little indie filmmaker who's now, just shooting digitally could do. Because with, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna, the same sort of. We'll put this to you if it doesn't have to be so like what if this because this is immediately after I saw this here's what I'm thinking. What if the next John Wick movie is a Game of Death style film, shot like 1917, where it is literally like. Hey, there's this apartment building, and you have to clear it. And it's literally just two hours, hour and a half of you with him at everything, going and moving through this entire thing till he gets to the top and like the end. Like, would not, would you want that as a movie to watch and enjoy? Do you think it would be badass? Incorporating everything that you know about John Wick and this 1917. I could be into it. Okay. Um, I think like. Some people accuse three of like just being exhausting, and I'm like, it is, but it's like it's the point. It's also like, I mean, it's one of those where I'm like, what stops are there left to pull out for the fourth movie? <laughs> like, what are you guys gonna do? But the kind of like leaving it all on the table aspect of it would maybe lead you to a scenario where it's like, hey, let's do something like kind of high concept, visually speaking, and like, you know. We have a lot of these types of sequences in the movies already. What if it was all one big? I mean, and three gives you that vibe of like you're just with him moment to moment for the most part. There's some chime jumps here and there, but um, and all the movies kind of real, especially two does a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Big swaths of it, at least. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but I don't think you're gonna see it like expand out much beyond like the action genre 
specifically. And I do think it'll probably be a while before you see somebody else attempt it. Just because I, you know, I don't see it being like a super trendy thing where we're going to get like two or three of these a year. Just, oh, of course. just I, yeah, I because of how hard it is to like pull something like this off. Yeah. And again, the scale, the technical craft behind it, like it's astounding. I agree. I just, I don't know how it's going to age. I didn't mean to totally derail your list. No, where are we good. at? Oh, well, my number three is another a, a technical achievement. It's Mad Max Fury Road. Very good pick, sir. Also on my list, and I think it... I actually had it in the number four slot. Oh, okay. Close. But yeah, close to synergy. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the next one, George? That's all I have to yeah. say. Bring what it you've on. been doing? Go for it. Bring it on. It's ridiculous. I, it's I one of those I hope would, that I randomly am just like, maybe a trailer will just, just appear one day. Oh, my God. Dude, and it'll you... be like, it's on. It's on. Yeah, because of the fact that like I haven't heard anything about Tom Hardy and like, taboo shooting. Like, they, they were, he was going to do season two, and then, like... It hasn't. And obviously, he's doing Venom too. Well, yeah, but like. But I don't know what else he has. On but the that's the thing. I'm like, I haven't really heard or seen a lot of him lately. Maybe he's just been out in the desert doing this for Maybe, you know the last man. year and a half, whenever he gets a chance. You know, like he just flies back and does a couple weeks, and then he leaves. To people know he's around, and it's just they're just out there in Namibia, wherever they they shot, whatever desert they were in. We can dream. Yeah, we can. We can hope. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. My number two. May not like, man, this may be where I fall off. Number two is It Follows. I'm, I'm not mad at you. These are great picks. Yeah. I what kind of, I redefined how I feel about, like, just things in, when it comes to horror in general. Because I'm like, you don't need the jump scares of these Saul's and these big franchise things. Like... The intimate creep factor of, like, anybody mm-hmm. could be something that is around there to hurt you. And only you would know it. No one else would be able to know it. That, I mean, like, the, the scene where, he, like, she's, he's like, do you, oh, oh, the lady with the jacket. What lady? Oh, we gotta go. Like, that, the, the creep factor of that, re, it just, I don't know, it just started something new in me that was like, I'm not going to get scared by much, but what I will get scared by is subtlety and just mm-hmm. how like minute things can just like have such terrible implications. But, um, but yeah, it, I, I, I don't want a sequel as much as like, I hear there's, there were always rumblings of, Oh, it'll be another one. I don't really think you need one. Leave it as it is. Um, but yeah, it's just probably probably my favorite horror movie of the past decade as well. Next to Halloween, obviously one of the best, just original yes, concepts, even though thing it's too. indebted to a lot of movies that came mm-hmm. before it. But it is, you know, like, yeah, yeah. You want to take a stab at my I want, number one? I want more like that. Um, Mandy feels maybe a little too fresh. I know it's made it to the number one slot on some other recent lists. Um, trying to think of the Bay films of the decade. Trying to want, you know, kind of wondering if you'd be so bold as to put Den of Thieves up here. Um, Den of Thieves was my number eleven. Okay. Um, so yeah, I have a couple blind stabs, but I'm, I probably didn't hit it. So, mm-hmm. what is it? What's your number one? It's the guest. I should have seen it. Coming. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, he's gonna know it. I knew you were gonna. Great pick. No, it makes a lot of sense after it follows for sure. Mm-hmm. 
the fact that it hadn't been on here already. Yeah, okay. It's. Right. I mean, again, Mandy. I, a movie I've been meaning to revisit, honestly. I've only seen it the one time, but I, I, I dug it. There's. I don't know what it, it's. It captures. There's a feeling I used to get when I would watch. When I would like clean my room and I'd have like Big Trouble in Little China or like The Thing or uh, or Escape from New York on on like a Sunday afternoon and it was just like I know it I've seen it a million times don't care it's on it's gonna be in the background but I'm still kind of paying attention. Watching that movie, The Guest, there's just a feeling I get that it feels like the first time I ever watched any John Carpenter movie and it happens wow. to me every time For I rewatch sure. it and you know I just I I I don't know. Obviously, you know, careers are careers. I I watched that movie and I think, where the fuck is Dan Stevens? Why is he not the guy for everything? Because, mm-hmm. like, he kills in that performance. And as batshit as the movie is, and it's kind of like, when you think about it, it's like, well, is this really, like, a thing? Like, is it, oh, okay. The turn that it takes, maybe not so much. So and I think that's what caught me kind of a little too off yeah. guard and the there, first time. But they're supposed to be, in the director's cut of the deleted scenes, you're supposed to get more... And explain more of it, mm-hmm. but it. I'm like, when you see the turn of like your next, that's perfect. Well, and that's the other thing, though, is it. I remember also thinking at the time, is like, this is very true to like a lot of 80s action filmmaking, though, that you would have this crazy, like, just nope, now this is happening. Yep. This is the trajectory now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I need to revisit, but dude, I think very solid top 10. Thank you. I'm going to run through my top Go 20. For it. Very quick. Go for it. Lightning round. Inherent Vice, number 20. At the number 19 slot, Only God Forgives. Number 18, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 17, Tree of Life. 16, OJ, Made in America. Number 15, Green Room. Number 14, Her. Number 13, Under the Skin. Number 12, the Handmaiden. Stop me if you want me to. On any no, case. I know all these. I'm just thinking about number Lee eleven. Ab- the newest movie on the list, The Souvenir, was my number two of 2019. Probably retroactively, Parasite should also be on this list, given the fact that it was my number one. But I made this before that. So, number ten, The Babadook. Yeah. Number nine, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Number eight, Get Out. Number seven, The Master. Number six, Moonlight. Number five, Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Number four, the aforementioned Mad Max Fury Road. Number three, Bellflower. You know. Number, yes. No, I just, I was so close to like, I wanted to put that like in like the five or six spot. But every time I think about Bellflower, I think about how I have not seen Chuck, Chuck Hank, Hank and the San Diego, Diego Twins. Twins. So yeah. fuck them. I'm not putting them on I just checked in on it today. Still no new updates. Damn it. Except for the fact that they were like, hey, we're finishing it up. And we'll have an update soon. And that was like a couple months ago. Six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Inside, Lewin Davis. And my number one, can you guess it? The the Master. I already said The Master. That was my number seven. Um, The Lobster. Yes. Damn, I'm good. (laughs) I watched it, by the way. What did you think? Amazing. Okay. Fucking Colin Farrell, dude. Everything, every, everything in that movie. Yeah. Olivia Coleman, John C. Riley. The entire screenplay. The way it's shot. The score. Rachel Weiss. The Woods. <laughs> the 
What more can you say? Watch it. I mean, it's fucking good. <laughs> it's my favorite movie of the decade. It's The Lobster. It just is. Um, yeah. That, that's that's per- I, that I great. catch up. Yeah. Any huge should. surprises on there? Obviously no, not. No, I, it's very I, Noah list, I yeah. suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some ones that I was like, yeah, and I'm wondering where I'm thinking of them, and like inherently they are yours, and I'm like, I'm not going to take that from him. Inherent vice, they're mine. Green room. <laughs> Green Room and Bellflower and Hair Advice, yeah, those three are like, love them, but like, I don't want to take them, I don't want to take them from you because you know, like... You know what I'm shocked? What? I'm shocked you didn't have Drive in your top 10. You know what? That was number 12. Okay. I'm making that up. I don't have <laughs> I don't have 20 going. That's the other thing. And the only reason I kept it off mine is because I knew that Mayfield would have it on his. Yeah. And because I also genuinely, I like Only God Forgives a little bit more. I just do. I just do. I know that's not... I don't, popular opinion at all but i like it a little bit more yeah i mean i can dig it okay both amazing movies yeah not as good Drive's as the definitely more iconic though for sure oh yeah of course one of the more iconic movies of the decade definitely in the top 20 for you oh of probably. course yeah if i definitely to f- my top 25 it's if like I, just on the cusp i will go back to my, my honorable um, mentions did you have any no i mean yeah uh, uh zero dark 30 social network um, bear lookout. I saw the devil. Baby. The lookout with JGL. Is that what you said? Sorry, not lookout. Lockout. Lock. I my my O looks like a C. Sorry. Still riding, like a, yeah. riding hard mm-hmm. for the the lockout for lockout. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. Uh, Inception. Luka. I saw the devil. Buzzard. Uh, yeah, I did like five honorable mentions. Lupa. Good. Great Jordan movie. Gordon Lewis. <laughs> Joe Gordon Lewis. Yeah. yeah. With Joe Lewis. Yeah. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Wicked Schmott. The Town. It's like my... That's that's what's weird. I really like Looper. Probably my least favorite Ryan Johnson movie. Yeah. And I love Ryan Johnson. Yeah. But have you seen Knives Out yet? No, I need to. Oh, wow. I saw it was available for rent, but I was like, I know Noah's seen it, so I don't need to tell him about renting it. I'm going to venture to say, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to like if the I, way you look. If I had I to take a wild it. guess, you, you're going to like that movie. You're going to like it a lot. Oh, I mean, you got Daniel Craig. You got no complaints. You got Literally, everybody, everybody in that cast is somebody no that you love. Yeah. Mike Shannon. Yes. Don Johnson. Of course. Jamie Lee Curtis, your queen. Oh, my God. Um, Tony Collette, my queen, probably. <laughs> Her and Tilda Swinton, um, they're like lady and lady. Lord, they could be lord and lady because you know Tilda's very androgynous, so she could yeah. be king for all I care, king and queen. Um, <laughs> who else in that? A lot of a lot of good people. Chris Evans, that was America's say, yeah. ass. You know, America's ass. Um, <laughs> it's a good time, man. I need to rewatch that. I need to pick up the Blu-ray, and then I'll have digital code for that, which reminds me. Uh, so now we have your, your list. Uh, oh my God. What movie do I want to shout out? I'm just going to ask them if they got to name your number one. Tell me, no, no, no. You tell me what two films on my top 10 carry the same actress. Spoiler alert. It's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. If you know the answer, we're asking it here in the podcast. Again, what actress is shared in two films in Gavin's top ten? 
and maybe they noticed another one that we did. Oh my god! There's are, probably are there? Multiple, Holy shit! There's probably multiple. Holy on there. shit! No, wait a minute. Whatever. Just connect connect two movies, but we're going with actress specifically. Yeah. What actress connects two of the films on Gavin's top ten list? Oh shit! It's not the one I'm thinking of. Let's do this. There are two in my top five, because the other one is like out of the top five. So in my top five movies, there's one lady that appears on both, like in it and i need you to tell me who she is there you go all right because Arc like v, because, gmail.com because like charlise is the lead in million ways to die and then like mad max that'd be too easy and that's not it <laughs> so you know yeah okay i think the other one's kind of easy if, if you've seen those movies. if you know her yeah okay if you know the answer the v at gmail.com or direct message us on instagram at the arc v network or call that phone number. Yeah. That you'd never put in any episodes. Yeah. We have a Google phone number, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Get a lot know. of prank calls lately. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right. We, I think we need to take a break. Yeah, we need a little, a little musical interlude. Okay. My pick this time? Okay. Okay. I could go one of two ways with this. I'm very excited for an album that comes out this coming Friday. Wahada's second record. Oh wow! So I'm kind of tempted to play that, but then an old friend of yours—you may not even be aware of this—a um, little lady by the name of Larue um, put out a new new record. What? And it's okay. <laughs> what? Just to give you a heads up, but it's all right. It's totally fine. Uh, but it did put me back on a little bit of a kick. And so what I want to play right now is is Kiss and Not Tell, and then we'll be back. Is that okay with you? thinking the other day that you know you just mentioned tilda swinton but if they ever made a, a biopic about larue tilda swinton could totally play ellie jackson like i just i don't know why For sure it's definitely that that whole androgyny thing what are you doing fife you gonna go or what it looks like you're gone now <laughs> yeah see that's what happened you gotta shut the door the entire there we go otherwise these damn cats they just keep getting back in here yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we okay with the cats now? You gonna, you gonna keep them or like what? Yeah, they're they're staying. All right, just they're staying. Sure. All right. So where okay, are we so now? that was a flashback to her her sophomore effort. But yes. again, there is a new album out. You should go check it out. Yes. Okay. So let's board the TV arc. We've had two episodes of The Outsider since last we met. Yes. I will say that my fears about the the engine of the season. Maybe like 
this should be ramping towards a close. The pace we're at now, I'm totally on board with it being 10. Yeah. Uh, six, whoa. Some pretty intense stuff with Jack's, uh, Jack's mom. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy scene. Yeah. Uh, Ralph still stubbornly, like, not not getting it i loved mayor winningham just like going off on him in episode seven that was incredible just like hey (laughs) this is real basically like everybody else is on board you need to get on board um i think we're understanding it like we got a pretty good grasp on like the rules and how things are working but i don't know how they're gonna stop it exactly i don't know what the how do you stop El Cuco? Is El, that what they call? El Cuco. El Cuco. Yeah. Because, I mean, it seems like it would be a thing, an entity onto itself that is not inhabiting another person. But again, then again, Spoilers totally. for The Outsider. If you yeah. haven't seen episodes Yo, shit, yeah. six Whoops. and seven. Sorry. But yeah. Yeah. El Cuco. That's what we're going with. And it's, it's in the midst of, as we understand, changing into Clyde... Who's the, I'm sorry, Patty Considine, the strip club guy. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't work there anymore, but yeah. That's its next thing that okay. it's going to become. He's going to be the next frame job for whatever. The next 27 days. going to ensue, yes. Why is it 27? Is, is, hang on, is Jeepers Creepers 27 days too? Like every 27 years for 27 days? Yes, it's 27 years for 27 days. It gets to 100 or whatever. Something like that. That is so odd that they picked the number 27. I don't know. For both things. Wasn't it the number 23? Yeah, with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Oh, man. It's out there. It's crazy. It's whatever number you want it to be. That's true. But 27 just sounds nice. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, or doesn't sound nice. Sounds evil, mysterious. I don't know. Okay. So, yeah, but the rules of it, I feel like, don't, you know, at this point, don't really matter. No. They're just doing great character stuff. Like, the stuff with Jack and, oh, gosh, Gabby? No. Oh, my God. Holly. Holly. Holly Gibney. Gibney, I yeah. keep wanting to call her Gabby because of the Gibney and the Holly, but it is Holly Gibney. Cynthia Revo killing it. Everybody's killing it. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, yeah. Even Seth from uh, uh, House of Cards is killing it. I don't know that guy's name. I don't know his name in the show. Sorry. What, her who, contact that she's like been back and forth with, helping her, whatever. The romantic interest? Yeah, that he was guy? a cop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was the I, new aide that comes... I never watched that far in the House of Cards. He comes in, like, there's a whole thing with him and Doug Stamper and... Don't care. He was in something I saw the other day. He was just randomly <laughs> popped up in an episode of something. I can't remember what it was now. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how you would wind up, like how, how you're going to like stop it or kill it. And it, it, at some point it's like, what, it's not so much like, oh, what does it even matter? But it's like the reaction from his wife with like, that's what the fuck you've been doing. Like, right. I thought that was just like. God, that's just like the ups and the downs. And the way she's played everything that's happened to her since, like the woman trying to come over as a nanny, she's like, get the fuck out. Yeah. And then like the real estate thing, she was like, yeah, I get it. If you go to if you go to sale on this, I'll let you take a selfie right now. I'm like, 
Yeah, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of what you have to do in those situations. embodying some of those aspects, I feel like, that we loved about Nora on The Leftovers. Yes. And the way she kind of dealt with, like, her shit hand in life. Mm -hmm. Her horrible misfortune. So cynical about stuff, but yet, like, still has the capacity to just be, like, wrecked by stuff, you know? Yeah. And again, it's the grounding of that and the emotional like character stuff versus the supernatural that they're still they're walking a great line in terms of like you would not expect this amount of depth from this like if you look at it macro and you told people what the story was about you would not expect the amount of like character depth and, oh yeah like, emotion that we've gotten consistent throughout the the season so I uh, can't wait to see where it goes I don't I'm not again I feel like we're not really. It hasn't been a mystery show in the way that I think we kind of thought it was going to be. It is more of like, we want to know how it works and it's gradually revealing that to us. But it's, Mm -hmm. you know, we've kind of been ahead of the characters most of the time. Yeah, for the most part. So, yeah. But, uh... Because tomorrow is 8, right? That's correct. Right. Yeah. So... Maybe we'll get back. Do you want to get back together and talk about it before well, the it, finale or after the finale? Uh, well, maybe. I guess depending on how crazy eight and nine yeah, are. That's the, true. the promo for eight looks pretty crazy yeah. with some sort of like animal mask in the woods party going on, and I'm always down for that. So, yes. uh, yeah, creepy stuff. That's I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, on the note of TV, any other things that you've been? watching recently i i will plug this we we don't have to go in depth because i don't know if you've watched any of it but uh i have already devoured season one of high fidelity on hulu and the long and short of it i loved it high fidelity is like one of my all-time favorite movies and so as with anything like this i should have my my guard up my arms crossed and the only thing i can equate it to brother it was like watching Cobra Kai season one all over again. Oh shit! It, okay. w- it was like you took a thing that I loved, and and you reminded me why I love it so much, and then you you did something else with it, and it's beautiful. It's hmm. great. I I loved it. Um, definitely, season one Fleabag vibes segue for you because I know that you finally watched the show i've been yelling at you about for the last like year yeah so what'd you think oh excuse me i will i will tag up on that by saying i'm going to do an in-depth review of high fidelity season one with mr sunshine mayfield because he's also a diehard fan of the movie and the book and so we'll get into all of that and we're gonna we're gonna do a top five list i'm excited about it you'll you'll find out what it is when the episode airs but yeah. Sounds good. Top five Fridays. I don't know when it's coming, but it'll be on a Friday. That works. Look forward to it. Why okay. not top five Fidelity Fridays? Top five Fidelity? Friday. Five Fidelity Fridays? Yeah. Uh, you know. Too much. Okay. Lose the the. It's just Facebook, you know. <laughs> okay, Sean. Thanks for all the great advice. Yeah. I've watched well in uh, in in the interim app. Sorry, left it home with my fucking flip flops. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the line. Before... That's one of those things I always wish I could just remember. That Sorkin dialogue from mm-hmm. that moment. Sorry, left it home with my fucking flip flops. 
Oh, so great. In the interim, the best talk- Garfield has ever been. <laughs> before we talk about, we're on the TV. Fleabag. Yes. Have you seen Black Monday? No. Oh my Not god. A drop. Oh we my god! Got, you better finish up with whatever Showtime stuff you're watching, dude. Cause Why? Because we, we can't keep them all all the time. We gotta shift it around. We HBO only owes the constant. We have HBO and Showtime. That's it. That's the two we have. That's so pricey, pricey. Are you paying for Hulu too? No, I'm not paying for Hulu. Oh, courtesy of the great Tim Niles. Okay. I gotta watch ads and stuff, but you know it's not bad. Yeah. I can deal. I mean, I may be able to get you in on a on a. Can on I an tell ad, you about an Intuit TurboTax? <laughs> yeah, this episode. They, they sponsored every episode of Five Dollars. So. Well, then they can sponsor this episode because that's who I do my taxes with. And me too. I just did my taxes today <laughs> with Intuit TurboTax. How was I, it? Seriously, the first time you done your taxes by yourself? No, I've been doing my taxes by myself for years. Oh, I figured you're just. I am kind of an adult. Okay. Kind of. Okay. I am. I am almost 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what I was waiting on. <laughs> the clock is look, ticking. Yeah, you are under the gun. in October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was what I told Patrick. He was like, 40 is worse. I'm like, no, 40, I know I'm going to be 40 because I've got 10 years to get to it. I didn't know I was going to be 30, 30 until I turned like 29 and a half. And I was like, fuck. It's really around the corner. On you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it does. Okay. Oh, we um, we actually are going to have to go out for your birthday and do something when you turn 30. Yes. We need to try and get everybody that's associated with the podcast. The fact. Seriously, we need to get Mayfield, Tim, Evan, Brendan, Matt, Pat, me. Everybody needs to just come down here and do a giant, just all go out and get fucking blitzed and come back and record it. You're celebrating that's your birthday. going to sound like a lot of individual Rambling conversations. Yeah, yes, no. that's probably inaudible yeah unsalvageable. but sounds like a great time so yeah it'll be that. fun we'll do something great for your 30th don't worry okay so you watch fleabag yeah again black monday dude it's oh, so fucking me. good okay no i know it's a about, about the same i know a little bit about the show it's about the same runtime as fleabag episodes i just i haven't because i was like we need to turn showtime off sometime soon i haven't wanted to get invested in any shows you can kill it in a night dude i promise you you'll love Work. it there's so many in jokes and references. Is it a half hour? Not even. Some of them are like thirty. Some of them are forty-five. It's, you can. It's ten episodes. You can kill in a whole night, dude. I promise you. Okay. Don Cheadle, Day Trader. I'm telling you. I'm telling the audience, okay. asshole. Don Cheadle, Day Trader. Nineteen. Yes, and. Is that, is that what? Is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Don Cheadle. What? You're you're gonna we're gonna do yes and till I finish the thing. Okay, so it's Don Cheadle. Yes. And <laughs> it's in the eighties. Yes. And And he's a day trader on Wall Street. Okay. I'm sold. Dude, right. it's so good. <laughs> I I seriously, okay. It's really good. You really, it I think you it it hits the niche that like I feel like it's something we both would like and there's very rarely some things that come on I'm like, no one would probably dig this. And there, I know there's a ton of stuff that you are like, oh, you should probably watch this. You'll like it, a la Fleabag. Um, so very rarely do I get these things where I'm like, got to tell Noah, do it. All right. So, and I didn't text you about it. I want to wait till I saw you. I hadn't seen you in like a week and a half. Anyway, Fleabag, season two. Holy shit. I laughed. I cried. Well, I, I, before we get there, 
what did you think of season one? Because obviously you have the hype in place, which is mostly based off of season two. So I'm saying, did you like it right away? Were you kind of like, okay, what's the, what's the big deal when you get to the end of season one? Or were you like intrigued, couldn't wait to get to more? Did you just devour the whole thing? I just went back and watched all of it in one go in a day. Because it's very easy to do that. Yeah. And had I, because I didn't finish it the first one when it came out all the way. And I think I fell asleep with more than two of them. So I was like, huh? So I watched it all in one sitting last weekend. And being able to jump from the end of that to two made all the difference. Like, I don't know if there's going to be a third. No. That's it? Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. But isn't that beautiful yeah, at the same it, time yes, and perfect. Yes, it is. It, it's beautiful and when perfect. When you think about how how it ends, and I, I I would like to think we can do spoilers at this point. The show's been out for a while. It's been hyped to death. Hopefully people have watched it, seen it. We're definitely late to the party discussing it. It's just it not fair. Depth. What? It's just not fair. That they don't... No, it's that, perfect. That's... Yeah, no. That They just... But if you what? if if I if you watch it back to back like I did, knowing there's not going to be a third one, you will end up being like, "Well, fuck, that's not fair." But if you have a break, maybe you can see like, "Oh, well, yeah, that's you." If you have time to reflect on the first one, well, that's being, why you re, you rewatch season two several times, which I've done, and you realize that it's just it's the most poignant, beautiful, perfect ending to that show. It's great. Yeah, she walks away from the audience from the need to constantly break out of the moment to moment life that she's living and constantly after, overanalyze yeah. and all of that after being she finally walks away from it. That is the perfect end point. It doesn't, we don't need anything more than that. We don't get to see it because she's not sharing it with us anymore. That's the whole point. Like, so you're telling me that the next day they could have changed their minds. They could get together and it could all be a great love story. We'll never see. For sure. Okay. You can have that narrative. I like head. that angle. The bottom line is she doesn't need that anymore. She doesn't she need has, us anymore. Exactly. Okay. She has like moved beyond that is how I like to read that ending. So while it is heartbreaking on a certain level because her and the hot priest don't get together. Spoilers. Giant spoilers. But she is changed by that experience and like again let's go of us the audience the need to like you know not live in the present and constantly overanalyze everything that's going on instead of just existing in it and being around the people that are in her life. So I thought it was perfect. I loved it. And it's also just like the most brilliant, witty, well-written show in a long-ass time. Oh, yeah, man. And again, endlessly rewatchable because it is laugh-out-loud funny like every single episode. And some of it's some of it's cringe humor, a hundred percent. But it is just flat out. There are good jokes my, in the fucking show. My favorite is when they they go to the silent retreat, and on the board is I've been stung by a bee. I just fucking died. Was, there's so many good, times. Good stuff. And I'll watch it with a friend from work, and she was um, just like, "Oh man!" Like she was so upset at the ending, and I was like, "Yeah, but like, I don't you get it that like." This is this is how it has to be. Like it's not like it just this is it, you know. I don't think I didn't because I didn't honestly I didn't get pulled into the whole 
Like, oh, yeah, she's leaving us behind. Because I wasn't sure if there was a third one coming because I'm like, oh, I got to know what happens. I mean, there's people that want her to, but I think she has stuck to her guns and been like, that's that's it. That's that's the end of the story. Well, so. if we can get everybody in Amazon and everybody in the world to just not fund anything else she'll do to make a three, <laughs> let's do it. Like, if that can we, can we start that campaign? She's got bond money now, so I'm thinking she can probably do whatever she wants. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. No time to die, brother. I'm excited. Uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So you, di- by the time you got to the end of it, though, you didn't think season two was overhyped with people basically saying one of the best shows of last year and arguably the entire decade. Listen, why? when you say people, you know that I only know you, right? Like you're <laughs> the person that tells me these things. I, it seems to be a pretty popular opinion. I don't, I don't read stuff about it. See, I listen... As far as I, stuff you goes, do, you're you my are, number one critic. You are aware that you you co-host a podcast centered around movies, television, and music. And I'm telling you that that the only voice that I care about what they think is yours, not anybody else's. That's oddly beautiful, but okay. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. <laughs> explains a lot. It does explain <laughs> a lot. But what I'm trying to say is... I don't give a shit about what other people say about something because I'll either like it or I won't. I don't need to read their words on it because I'm a man and I'm a human and I can form my own thoughts about it. Your glaring recommendation for several things has made me kick myself glowing in my own ass. Glaring. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. Glowing. Glaringly glowing. glowing <laughs> whatever. Your recommendations for Several things that I did not get to this past decade and this show have been the one thing that I've just been like, fuck me, man. I should have just listened to Noah. So you know what I'm going to do when I get, when I get the chance? I'm going to go watch that, that High Fidelity show you watched. I'm going to watch it all. I'm going to try and write down all these album things you do because you, your voice and your opinion about it, you are never wrong. You know who's wrong? Peter Travers is wrong sometimes. The Village Voice is wrong a lot. Times, Vanity Fair, they're all wrong. A bunch of times, in my opinion, because it's subjective. That's what art is. I just know that when you say something about stuff, I tend to un- listen and I tend to agree because you haven't steered me wrong before. Except with, with, with like these Wes Anderson stuff. I don't, I'm not really <laughs> on that, but we'll talk. That's, an, that's another topic. He's got, he's got one coming out this year. I know. So we're going to have to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Any other TV? I I am catching up. This is not interesting for anybody, but I'm catching up on Better Call Saul Season 4, which recently dropped on Netflix, because I cannot watch that show week to week. It is physically impossible. Um, It's just... It's a gorgeous slow burn, Mm -hmm. but it is like... And especially when you watch it on Netflix with like no commercial breaks, and Mm -hmm. you crank through an episode in like 45 minutes, and you're like... Wait, that's that's how they left it for a week. Like they just mm-hmm. they ended it on this note, and it's it's very rarely like a cliffhanger or anything that would be like, gotta come back next week. Like it ends at odd points. Episode structures are all over the place, and I love it. It is one of the best shows on television, but I cannot watch it week to week. Uh, season five is starting like right now. I think this Sunday. Uh, not gonna be watching it. Even if I burn through all of, I'm about halfway through season four. Guess what? It's 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 still great. It's good shit. Um, Did you watch El Camino? No, I need to. Okay. What did I watch? Not nothing TV wise. I started. Well, I did start. I started uh, Homeland to see what that's all about. 
but I guess I'm not going to have too time many, since you're canceling too, Showtime. And, uh, too they, many seasons. Yeah, that. that. That's um, just one of those I'm like, you know, I do need to make the exception for for a handful of classics that I haven't gotten to, or new classics, if you will. Homeland's not on my list. Because I've heard, that's one of those I've heard has gone off the rails and then back on the rails, like, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's that's a long haul. Seven seasons. Eight seasons, whatever they're on. But good good luck to you, brother. I think I'm going to watch that Hustlers show. Or Hunters. I want to say Hustlers. Hunters, Hunters I, I do plan on checking out Hunters as well. I haven't really read anything about it in terms of reaction, but uh, they have been definitely hyping the shit out of it. The amount of ads I've seen for that, which is a prime show, the amount of ads I've seen for it on Hulu, pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to check out Hunters. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Logan Lerman. Have you been uh, watching? Shout out to Indignation, if anybody remembers that movie from a couple of years ago. And I mean, Pacino is a Nazi hunter. I'm down. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there for it. And it's got the Jordan Peele see exact prod yeah. name cache on it. So. Oh man, do you see the trailer for his new one? Antebellum? Uh, again. Oh yeah. Name, you know. Name says it all. Put, put that name on it, maybe. And I'll check it out. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. It's so far unbroken track record. Uh, pretty good hot streak, if I do say so myself. Okay. Have you been watching that that Hugh Laurie space comedy on HBO? Nope. What about that? I'm uh, Mc... watching The Outsider. Right okay. Now. Not that. Mc... And what about that McDonald's thing? Uh, I have not gotten to. I want to watch that. Yet. Yes, that is also yeah. on my list. So maybe we'll reconvene on those uh, next yeah. time on the TV arc. Oh, I did watch this. It's not. It's not Here TV. It's not a movie. It's a documentary. I did watch this documentary about a guy who was a, a limo driver for the BMF for a long time. Okay. Who's the BMF? The Black Mafia family. Okay. Apparently he was recruited. Basically he would just drive cocaine across the country for people. He used to drive from like Atlanta to LA every week. And uh, he's out. He's not in jail. I think his crimes are pending. I don't know. I fell asleep halfway through it, but it was really, really, really good. Okay. Solid recommendation, as always. Um, Oh, and of course that 808 documentary. Okay. All right. Check it out. Show notes. (laughs) <laughs> 808 what's it called again i think it's called the 808 or, or just 808 i don't know double check i'll look it up right now <laughs> all right well yeah just it's called 808 so can we can we put the tv arc back in the dock yeah we could put it back. all right well let's do that and uh we'll, we'll take another little musical interlude and then we're gonna come back because i just in our little break I came up with the music arc segment, so we're we're gonna have a little fun. Let's do okay. it. But uh, I think what we're gonna listen to is a a music arc favorite artist. We've seen her live together. It's Miss La 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 La. She just released a split with uh, Grape Tooth. Not familiar with them. Yeah. Gonna get familiar with them. Uh, this track is called Fantasy Movie. Just to be around you Just to watch you talk I know it's not real But can we live in a storm? Cause I stay on an island But I've always loved to swim 
So, we're going to try out uh, a new little segment as part of the music arc. So let's take that out of the dock. Let's take take it out to sea. Okay. And maybe you can come up with a title for this. I was thinking like Three Strikes or uh, Three Songs or Less, something like that. The idea is we alternate weeks if we if we end up doing this weekly but we alternate episodes i try and sell you on a band or an artist in three songs or less okay and and then it's your turn so you think of a title three days to sell three three songs to sell three songs to sell yeah takes you three songs to sell somebody on somebody just like it takes to sell i'm trying to think of the hashtag it's all about the hashtag so you know the three number SS. three ss three songs to sell okay songs to sell three there's tons you do tons of hashtags we'll figure it out yeah not married to it okay I'm not, I'm not settled not settled how about a bast peggy <laughs> <laughs> from the mask <laughs> all right settled um <laughs> All right. What what I am settled on is is the artist I wanted to use for our inaugural episode here. So I'm gonna go first. Okay. Okay. And wait, we're doing both in one episode, or like next week I'll have to sell you, or like what? I figured we'd alternate just for time's sake. Okay. Episode, you know, episode to episode. Yeah, that's this cool. This would be my go. Okay. But who knows? You gonna play the whole song right now, or are you just gonna give me a little snippets, a little right, melody? We're gonna get little snippets from, you know, for the audience, basically. Yeah, copyright, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Nobody's listening, no, you know. Nobody's gonna tag us, whatever. Uh, I played a little bit earlier for you off mic, uh, a bit of the song "Runner" by the band Tennis from their latest album called "Swimmer." Are you with me so far? I'm there, stranger. Okay. You seem like you enjoyed it a little bit. I'm going to play you now the lead single. This is Need Your Love. Judging by your your face, 
I think you're sold. Yeah. After technically two. Again, I played one for you off mic. I just played you the single in the room. Yeah. You're on board. I am. Very, as far as her voice sounds, very like mid-90s Gwen Stefani before she wanted, like no doubt-ish. I not, had not thought of that just, until you just said it. what I heard. Yeah I, yeah, I can kind of agree with you, even though like aesthetically and the sound of it, it's definitely going for more like oh, yeah. late 70s, like just the synths on this album are gorgeous mm. the, and you you just heard in that one the tempo changes the like stop start oh, it sounds like two songs smushed together it's just ah, it's just good stuff very man. why probably one of the better ones I've heard since, of, since the last why album uh, yeah. we, we gotta get back to it at some yeah. point it's a contractual we obligation we have to mention why every episode that we don't do these last two exactly it's a thing we're They're gonna be self imposed they're coming I know there's people waiting with bated breath out you, there. You never know, dude. There <laughs> might be. The idea that, like, you, like, when we went to that show and I saw all these kids, in my head I was like, who's listened to me and Noah talk about this band? And I had to figure at least one person was there. That at had, least one. At least one. I mean, I, I was there. You were there. <laughs> the people that we brought were there. My friends that I brought there had just hadn't, I don't even think my friends had listened to it. My girlfriend. Definitely, <laughs> I can tell you that. I don't even think she listened to the episode where we interviewed. She still hasn't listened. She likes why. She's a fan. She doesn't like, want us to butcher it. But she's yeah, probably. Yeah. She's like these guys don't get. It. Yeah, we these don't get. Guys it. Don't get it. She's but she's listened to. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. She's never listened when the sun sets east, but she's a great Untethered Layers fan. She's oh, she just thinks it's the. She crazy. thinks they're the best. Yeah, absolutely. She's like Dawood and Rachel. Those are those are my guys. Hundred percent. That would happen. She's definitely kind of how I feel, to be completely honest. What do you mean? I mean, I like I enjoy our show, but there's a way better. No, yeah, no. Our show was basically just like this wife fan gets his dumbass brother to listen to all the albums. Their show is like, you know, when this lyric came out here, what it meant on the album, and just all they're like so into the shit. And I'm like, I want to be them. Well, but like, I already I, have my own Y show, well, so I can't be that's them. That's what I'm so happy with. Me it's too. Like, Oh, I wanted to start that one because I was like, here's a podcast that doesn't exist that I would like to hear. We created a shitty version of it, but it spawned it forced the one that I wanted to hear. It forced they people to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And come to think of it, I think we kind of did that with Manhunters as well because Blank Check did an excellent job with Michael Mann. So oh. there you go. <laughs> there we go. Where's the Where's the Carpenter podcast? There doesn't need to be one. With, pro- with professionals. Where is it? Well, I thought it was funny that, like, <laughs> in the midst of us running that, I think he sat down with Mark Marin. I came in, um, uh, what's his There's face? a Marin episode with Carpenter? Yeah. Like, How right have at, I not heard that? It's on a split with Joe Dante, if I'm not Never mistaken. mind. I did go back and listen. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a great guy. Not kid. a super rich one, but yeah. No, not really. Absolutely. Um, are we done here? I think we're good. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. I've had a great time. Okay. Until next time. For the Archive Podcast. I've been Noah. And I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.